Welcome to the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. To learn more about Salem Alliance, including life groups, gathering times, and other resources, visit us online at salemalliance.org. Today's talk is given by a guest speaker. Good morning, church. Morning. Good to see you. It's so good to be here. My name is Brandon Miller. I'm one of our student ministries pastors here at Sam Alliance Church. Yeah. On the screen behind me is going to be a group of our students that I get to hang out with. These are high school students at our fall retreat last year and some of our leaders. I see some of the faces on the screen also in the room, which makes me really excited. And I'll be honest with you. I have the best job in the world. I love my job. And it's such a privilege because I get to hang out with students and the youth center on Sunday mornings, middle school, and uh, Sunday evenings with high school. I get to hang out with students and cheer them on at their concerts and their football games. I get to go on retreats with students and my favorites. I get to go on mission trips with students. And I've been able to do that for the last 12 years. Yeah. It's awesome. Actually, a friend a while ago was uh, actually asking me, Brandon, you've been doing that for a while now. Do you think it's time that you maybe move on, (laughs) which I was like, unless God calls me away, why would I? Because I really, really love students. I love them because they're excited, they're open, and they're eager. And when they hear a word from the Lord, they're willing to do whatever it takes to obey him. They're just ready. And so today, I hope that you are ready too. Because we get to hear from him through his word to us. And his word is far more important than anything I could ever say about it. So we are going to, I'm going to introduce you to our passage we'll be hanging out in today, which is Romans 5, 3 through 5. You can grab out your Bibles or it'll be on the screen behind me. This is today's passage, which says this. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us. Stop there. This is today's passage, which we'll unpack in a little bit. But before we get there, I want to make sure everyone in the room is up to speed on what our our sermon series is for the month of Family Gathers. Um, And this sermon series reminds me of a, a truth that I discovered recently. Every so often, there comes along a small blue dog to lead the generations. Now, I won't make you answer which of those blue dogs you most closely associate with your childhood, (laughs) but this series is all about the blue dog in the top right up there, the blue healer Australian whose TV show has kids captivated and adults in tears, Bluey. (laughs) How many of you in the room have seen the show before? Nice. Awesome. If you haven't seen the show before, that's okay. Ask anybody who has, and they'll tell you, this is so much more than just a show for little kiddos. It's a show for the entire family because it unpacks life lessons from all different seasons of life and also ties them uh, to some real life experiences that every single one of us have walked through before. And not only that, in this series, we're talking about life lessons, but we're really talking about the scriptural truths we see through the show Bluey. Now, we could talk a lot about Bluey, or we could just watch a clip from an episode. Would you rather do that? Okay, okay. All right, we're going to watch a clip from the episode of season one, episode 11, 
bike. It's my favorite episode. But while this is playing, here's what I need you to do. Some of you in the room got some uh, bluey uh, puppets that look like this and a little goodie bag. If you have these, make sure you find them. Doesn't matter which one you have. If you didn't get one of these, that's okay. I'll also take hands for that activity, but we'll do an activity that will need these. Awesome. I see a few out there. Let's turn our attention towards the screen to see this clip from the episode Bike. What's up, live stream? Hey, this video right now is for your eyes and your eyes only. So everyone in main services right now, they are watching a clip from the episode, but for legal reasons, we can't show that clip here. So I'm here to recap it for you, and then you can watch the full episode another time. In this episode, Bluey is learning how to ride her bike, but she's struggling big time, and she decides to toss in the towel. She tells her dad she's never gonna ride that bike again. And this is when her and her dad start to watch other dogs in the playground struggle with their own tasks. One dog is trying to drink from the drinking fountain but can't uh, reach the, the spigot and also the button keeps on unpressing. Another dog is struggling to reach the monkey bars because they're too short. And then another dog, they're putting on their backpack but they can only get one arm through the strap. Relatable, right? So this is where the clip ends. We're about to head back to the main services all together, but don't worry, we'll see how the episode ends in a little bit. I'll see you later. All right, that's our first clip from Bluey today. I need to see how many of you have your, uh, your, uh, your Bluey puppets out there. Nice, I see a few of you. Now, I'm very used to in the U Center. I'm very used to some audience participation, so help me out and engage with that with me. Here's what I need from you. I need you to take your bluey puppet and hold it up loud and proud if you know how to ride a bike. Nice. That's a lot of us in the room, good for you. Okay, next one. Let me know, hold your bluey puppet up, if you are still learning or have yet to learn how to ride a bike. Okay, yeah, a few of us, awesome, good for you. Last one, raise your bluey puppet or your hands if you have ever fallen off of a bike before. Ooh, <laughs> not fun, but a universal experience. <laughs> now, you can put your bluey puppets down. You might relate to some of the struggles you just saw in that episode. Learning how to ride a bike and reaching the monkey bars when you're too short is really challenging. But my guess is, for each and every one of us in the room, we might have some struggles that go a little bit deeper than those in our own lives. Let me give you a few examples. Maybe for you, maybe for you, you have been hurt by someone else in your life, which wasn't your fault, but now you're having a really hard time trusting others. And it's really impacting your relationships with other people as well. Or maybe for you, it's less to do with other people. It actually has to do with God. Maybe for you, you've experienced some injustices or significant disappointments that makes it really difficult for you to reconcile that with your faith. Or maybe for you, you have in your life, let's call it a, um, a harmful habit and that habit is something you've had in your life before. You've tried to tackle it, but somehow it keeps on getting the best of you. Or how about this one? Maybe for you, you've walked through the struggle of forgiveness of somebody else. And yet, even so, bitterness and resentment just keeps on bubbling back up. What do you do with that? And those are all hard things, but maybe your struggle has less to do with something inside of here and has more to do with the world around you. Maybe what you are walking through in your life feels so insurmountable that you're not even sure where to start 
with it. And here's what happens. The reality is each and every one of us probably has some kind of struggle in our life, and we might be lying to ourselves if we say that we don't, but we struggle for a while, and then we start to get discouraged. And you know what we say to ourselves? We tell ourselves, maybe this is just me. Or maybe this is just how my life is going to go. We get discouraged, we settle, we give up, and we say, we're never getting on that bike again. And I want to share something with you, and it it feels a little vulnerable. We're just going to know each other, so hi, I'm Brandon. Nice to meet you. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I really, really don't like the feeling of struggling through something repeatedly and only to fail repeatedly. And I don't want to be a quitter, but I would rather be a quitter than a failure. And I'm not proud to admit it, but that way of thinking has robbed me or greatly postponed me from the hope and peace and joy and life to the full that Jesus offers me and you. And it makes me wonder, church, how many of us have given up when we were right on the cusp of a victory? Which leads me to an even more important question, which is this. How do we find the motivation to get back up when we'd rather give up? And Romans 5, 3 through 5, I believe is our answer to that question. And we're going to walk through this passage section by section. But before we do, I need to let you know that there are certain statements in Scripture that when I first read them, uh, they don't really settle well with me. They kind of rub me the wrong way. And this can be one of them. You might see why in a minute. But um, if you are feeling the same way when you hear this passage of Scripture, then maybe you and I, what we can do is we can take a step back dig a little bit deeper and maybe see what Jesus is trying to communicate to us through that passage. Can we do that? Awesome. All right. How do you find the motivation to get back up when you'd rather give up? The answer in Romans 5, 3 through 5 is this. And we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. Really? (laughs) You're telling me That when life's getting hard and really difficult, that what I'm supposed to do is just slap on a smile and celebrate and say everything's fine? (laughs) That feels so unnatural. Maybe you're seeing seeing what I'm saying right now, too. Because when I first hear this, at first it feels a little idealistic and honestly a little unrealistic. It kind of feels like something you get like in a Hallmark card that sounds poetic and and great, but you're like, well, that sounds awesome. I don't know what to do with it, though. But if you are feeling the same way and it feels unnatural to you to have that as a response, then maybe that's the point. And maybe it's because God wants to show us that it's supposed to feel unnatural and we can and should learn to love the struggle. Let me unpack that for us a little bit. Maybe what God is saying to us is that he knows that we're human and something that's very human nature is to want to avoid the things 
that we don't like, including struggles. <laughs> and you know this to be true. This isn't news to any of us in the room. Every single one of us, some little kids, it starts, we avoid the things we don't like. Let me give you a few examples. You can use your puppets. You can use your hands. Here's my question for you. How many of you sometimes would rather avoid broccoli? Okay, yeah. Especially boiled broccoli. Whose idea was that one? <laughs> How about this one? How many of you at least sometimes would rather avoid exercise? Ooh, that one's getting a lot of hands. Okay, <laughs> nice. Next one. How many of you, maybe you're like me, would rather avoid people who only eat broccoli and only exercise? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just jokes, just kidding. But you see my point, right? There are times when we avoid certain things and that can be a good thing for us. If you're on a hike and you see a bear, probably give it some space. But also, there are times in our lives when we can avoid certain things and it could be harmful to us. And maybe what God is saying is that we can and should learn to love the struggle. But why? Well, the answer comes in the next part of Romans 5 through 5, which says this. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Here's something that's true. Growth in any healthy direction will always require at least a little bit of struggle. And according to scripture, those struggles aren't something that we're supposed to avoid in life. Actually, the opposite. We're supposed to embrace because they lead to really good things in our life. What are those three things scripture says? Endurance. Number one, the ability when you push through your struggles that the next time you face that same struggle, you might be able to tackle it with even more ease next time. <laughs> and things even greater than your current struggle you have the strength and perseverance and endurance to tackle things beyond that. Endurance, which leads to character. Who you are in here, the strength of who you are in here grows in such a way that it helps you tackle the world around you. Endurance, character. The last one, hope of salvation. Ask anyone who's struggled before through something really significant, Keeping hope and faith in those moments is not easy. But when you do, it's, it um, expands and deepens your faith and hope. We can learn to love the struggle because the struggle makes us better. And here's something that's really, really cool too. Learning to love the struggle because it doesn't just make us better, but it also helps make others better around us as well. Have you ever seen someone in your life walk through something really significant? Maybe it's something that you hope to never experience in your life ever, and just hearing their story leaves you walking away feeling even more inspired? Why is it that the people who walk through really difficult things, especially when they maintain hope through all of that, their stories are significantly more inspiring than the people who live wrinkle-free or stain-free lives? Here's why, is because enduring hope it leaves its mark on the world. We can learn to love the struggle because that struggle, it makes us better and others better too. Now, the one feedback I've heard from students and kiddos during this series so far is that honestly, 
We don't watch enough Bluey. So let's revisit the episode of Bluey. Let's see how the story ends. Let's do a little bit of recap first, though. We see four different puppies on the playground struggle through their own things. Each and every one of them has a little bit of a breakdown throughout the episode, has a moment where they realize this is going to be harder than I thought it was. But each and every one of them shows endurance. They push through. They find a creative solution to their problem. And then eventually they all succeed, except for Bluey. We haven't seen that one. What's Bluey's story? Well, let's watch this clip from Bluey to see how this episode ends. Nice work, bingo! What's up, Livestream? It's me again. Here's how this episode ends. Bluey gains a determination and excitement to get back on her bike and face her struggle. And when she does, as she walks back to her bike, her dad says under his breath, way to go, Bluey. Nice job, Bluey. We cut back to Bluey, we see her get on her bike, and when she does, that is when it cuts to the credits and the episode is over. Now, let's head back to main services. We'll unpack this a little bit, but I'll see you over there. You wanna know what my favorite thing is about this episode? I love that we get to watch Bluey find the determination to get back on her bike and try again. But what I love especially about it is we never actually get to see the result of her trying again. We never get to see if she succeeds or fails. And you know what I love even more than that? I love that when her dad sees her getting back on her bike, what does he say under his breath to himself? Nice work, Bluey. Before he sees her succeed or fail. He's proud of her. Not for succeeding, but for getting back up. And that's a really, really good dad. Romans 5, 3 through 5 ends this way. It says this. And this hope... This hope that we're pushing through, that we're struggling through, that we're choosing to engage with, even so, this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. (laughs) This is big church, and I really hope you don't miss this. Our Heavenly Father, God, will never... Never define you for where you've been, but he will love you for where you're at and he cheers you on for where you're headed. And even if you never succeed with what you are walking through, God loves you and he's proud of you anyway. And no level of success or achievement or failure will ever change the way that he feels about you because he loves you, he cares for you, he sees your struggle, he knows how difficult it is, and he loves you and he's proud of you for getting back up. Even if you never succeed with what you're walking through, God loves you and he's proud of you anyway. Now, some of you might be looking at the clock and you might be realizing that we'll be wrapping up our service pretty soon and you're thinking of what's coming next. 
We have Gather on the Green after this, which is when we'll head out these doors right here to the lawn out back, where we get to have some fellowship together. Um, But it also means we get to have a snack together, too. The first week, we started with pretzels. We upped the ante last week with watermelon. And this week, we get to have ice cream. (laughs) I know, it's early in the morning, but that's our gift to you. Ice cream early. (laughs) But... We're not quite done with service yet, and maybe you are feeling like Bluey in Season 2, Episode 47, when she says... I don't want a Valley Mulan lesson. I just want an ice cream. (laughs) I don't want to learn a valuable life lesson. I just want ice cream. (laughs) I hear you. I relate. But I think it's really important. I think it's really important we revisit today's big life lesson before we move on to what's next and talk about what we're going to do about it. Can we do that together? Today's big life lesson is this. Learn to love the struggle. Because the struggle makes us better. And even if you never succeed, God loves you and he's proud of you anyway. And so what are we going to do? We're going to get back on that bike. We're going to find out what our struggle is, and we're going to face it or choose to re-engage with it because we know it might draw something good out of us or somebody else around us. So what's your bike? For me, I gave an example earlier at the beginning of the service about the feeling of walking through forgiveness, and yet it feels like bitterness and resentment just keeps on bubbling back up. And I gave that example because, honestly, that feels like it hits home for me. I had a friend, a buddy of mine, heard me in some pretty significant ways a few years ago, and it wasn't the first time. And I slammed a door between me and them that, honestly, I had no intentions of opening up ever again. And since then, I've been convicted about it. Jesus forgives me every single day. I can choose to also value that in my life as well. And they've owned their part. I've done the hard work. I've struggled through it with Jesus. I've even had hard conversations with my buddy, and yet I'm still here. And honestly, it'd be easier for me to walk away from the friendship and say it's just not worth it. But I'm seeing ways that it's greatly hurting me in my life. And also, it's hurting them. So what's my bike? It's choosing to forgive again. Again. What's your bike? Can I give you a few examples? Send that apology text. Choose to love that person who's really hard for you to love. Book that counseling session. Show up to that meeting. Confess that secret that you've been hiding for a little too long. Choose to forgive again. But whatever you do, please, for your sake and mine, get back on that bike. And maybe you're sitting there and you're like, Brandon, this sounds great and all, but I don't think you get it. (laughs) 
I've been here before, I've felt this before, and I'm still here. And I've struggled through this, and I've been committed in the past to struggle through this, but yet I find myself in the same situation. What if, what if I never overcome this? Let me tell you, I hear you. But you need to hear this. God will use what he chooses to not remove. God will use what he chooses to not remove. I think there's something in this that's applicable for every single one of us in this room, so I want to do something together. Here's what I need from you, every single one of us, to put your hands out in front of you like this. Yeah. Awesome. I'm seeing a good crew of us doing it over there. Um, Yellow shirt in the back. I need you to do it too. My friends in the balcony up there. Hi. 11 a.m. service right up there is my favorite place to sit. You got to do it too. (laughs) Live stream. I want you to do it too, but please, if you're driving, keep at least one hand on the wheel for me. (laughs) Here's what I need us to do. Put your hands out like this. And we're going to repeat a phrase together. And I want this phrase to be our posture and our prayer this week as we tackle our struggles. Does that sound cool? It's going to pop up on the screen behind me, and we're all going to say it together. Ready? God, use this until you choose to remove this. Yeah. One more time. God, use this until you choose to remove this. Awesome. Keep your hands like that. You don't have to repeat again. But God, please. This thing that I'm walking through, this thing that I'm facing, please use this until you choose to remove this. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I I know that you will. Use it to do something good in me. Use it to strengthen who I am. Use it to build my faith in you. Use it to even impact someone else's life, whether I see it or not. But God, please use this. And until you do know this, I will be faithful and I will be diligent with what's in front of me. You can put your hands down. Tackling our struggles this week might bring up some fears in you. That's okay. If it does, it probably means it's worth tackling, but please know this. If you fear anything, fear the feeling of looking back and wondering what in your life you missed out on because of a lack of courage and endurance. Choose to get back on the bike. If you'll please stand. We're about to end with one more worship song. And if you've already figured out for you what your struggle might be this week, that's great. Spend some time with Jesus talking about that. If not, you can worship during this song or use it as a chance for you to, with you and Jesus, identify what that might be. But let's spend some time in worship as we end our service. Thanks for listening to the Salem Alliance podcast. We hope you have been challenged and inspired. Salem Alliance is a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. To experience other messages and discover more about who we are, please visit salemalliance.org or download the Salem Alliance app. And again, thanks for listening.